From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Middle Tennessee, and in the heart of Tennessee itself. In fact, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is making a difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. We're delighted today at the privilege we have to be on this radio station and to join with you for a few minutes looking at some of God's good things that he's given us in the Bible. Now, we're thankful for a family of friends who join us every day, but if you come along once in a while, we're glad to have you as well and look forward every day, five days a week to being right here at this microphone, spending some time, and we look forward every day to the Lord's blessing as we do so. Right now, we're looking at a series of messages from Psalm 37, and today we're going to be looking at verse number four in that chapter, Psalm 37, and I'm going to be talking to you today about taking it to the next level. Now, Understand what I'm trying to say to you here. It's one thing to be saved, and that is the big thing. But once we are saved, yesterday we looked at some of the passage that tells us we trust the Lord for salvation, and then it is up to us to listen to the Lord, learn from Him, and obey Him. So we sing that great song, Trust and Obey. Well, there's another step that I want you to get to, and Psalm 37 and verse 4 tells us about that next step. And here it is. Verse 4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now that tells me that if I'll do things the Lord's way, that he'll let me do some things that I want to do. I'm just excited to report to you that whenever you delight in the Lord, he will in effect let you have some of the things that you want. He will give you some liberty, some latitude in how you go about things. Now, I'm going to explain that to you as we go here. That doesn't mean that you can just take off down any trail, but I'm going to tell you that it's going to make a difference in your life when you do what this verse says. So we're talking about first trusting the Lord, receiving Him, receiving the salvation that He offers to us, And then we begin to listen. We read the Bible. We find out how to conduct our life and the things that he has ordered up. And he does order things. And he tells us, do this, don't do that. We've got all of that to look at. It's in the Bible. And then here in this passage, he says, delight thyself in the Lord. Now that word delight simply means to be greatly pleased. And what we're looking at here is getting to that level in our life, walking with the Lord, where that we are not begrudging what he tells us at all, but we're very happy about it. My wife and I raised two children. They're long since grown and have families of their own. And uh, when they were coming along as little guys, you know, they were babies in arms, then they were toddlers, and then in elementary school, and ultimately teenagers, and finally adults. All of that, we walked through that one step at a time. And in the early days, we told them to do things, and sometimes they would kind of say, like, well, I don't want to do that, or they would uh, bow up their back a little bit. And there came a day, however, whenever we asked them to do things, 
and they would just look at us and smile and say, yes, dad, or yes, mom. And they looked as though they were very pleased to do what we asked them to do. And I'm telling you, it's one thing for them to obey simply because you tell them. They don't have it in their heart to do it. They're just doing it because you say so. And a lot of times Christians are that way. We get saved. We see the Lord in his word tell us to do something. We say, oh, okay, he tells me to do it, so I'll do it. We may not have our heart in it yet. But when you do get your heart in it, when it gets to the place where you delight to do what your parent tells you, that is a whole new level of existence. And it's a wonderful level, not only for you doing it, but also for the parent as well, for the whole family. It's a delightful thing, if I may use the word again. And so it is with the Christian. Whenever we trust the Lord, we get saved, we begin to learn from Him, we obey, and then little by little we take delight in what He tells us. And that is exactly what He's advocating here for us. So we read this verse, delight thyself also in the Lord. That's an order. He's telling us to get there. He's telling us that if we'll do that, there are other good things to come, and we can, in fact, make that to be a very special level of existence as we walk with the Lord. Now, the human tendency, I mean the old carnal human tendency that all of us have that we have to work to set aside, the human tendency is to say, I will set the terms. I'm going to determine for myself how I conduct my life, what I do, what I don't do. And folks, that is not where we need to be. That's not where the Lord would have us to be. That's not where this verse is. In fact, we need to set aside that and just say, if God has a plan, I'm going to follow it. If God gives an instruction, I'm going to pay attention and do what he says. I may not understand it all immediately, but if it's laid out clearly in the word of God, I have no fear in doing it. I can just simply step right up and do what he tells me to do. So we need to know God wants to do for us what he and he alone can do. That's why in this passage, the second part of the verse, it says, he shall give thee. See, when we delight in the Lord... He comes forth with good things for us. He gifts us with things simply because that we have let our soul delight in Him. And perhaps you might say to me, or someone might, they would say, well, what does this delight yourself encompass? What all might be involved in that? Well, uh, let me just suggest, and if I may give you a little alliterated outline that I put together, I don't do alliteration a lot, but once in a while it works, and in this case, I think it does. I want you to just know that we ought to delight ourselves in the presence of the Lord. The fact is, His person. We need to know Him. We need to be delighted at His activity in terms of how He relates to us. And when the Lord is present with us, that is a good thing. Not only that, but we need to delight ourselves in his promises. Whatever the Lord has said to us by way of promise, we need to lay claim to that. We simply need to say, the Lord made that promise. I'm going to give myself to that promise. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to receive the Lord at his word and just let him work in my life in the way that he has said he will work if I'll follow him like I ought to follow him. So we're going to delight ourselves in his presence, in his person. 
We're going to delight ourselves in his promises. And let me say also, we need to delight ourselves in his precautions. There are passages in the Bible, any number of them, in the New Testament especially, where he gives us precautions. That is, he says, watch out here. Be careful here. Don't take this step without advice. Don't take this step unwisely. And he just reminds us, you may have to go down this trail, but you be cautious in the process. I mean, there's just so many things in the Bible like that. They're precautionary to warn us to be careful along the way. Now, in line with that and similar to that, we need to delight ourselves in his prohibitions. That is, there are some things the Lord just simply says, don't go there. Don't do that. And whenever we read the don'ts, we need to just don't do that. I mean, simple enough, we read that, and sometimes I know I've heard people say, oh, there's so many thou shalt nots in the Bible. Well, there are some, no question about it. And every single one of them are things that the Lord has blessed us with when he's told us anything he says don't do, you and I don't need to do it. I mean, we need to stay clear of it, dear friend. We just simply need to get our heart set right to say, if the Lord says that's not a good thing, it's not a good thing. And whenever we take his prohibition seriously, that means that you're going to wake up of a morning without regrets that you might have had otherwise. I'm thankful, you know, if you stay clear of alcohol, you don't have a hangover. And there's other things like that that uh, you just need to know if you'll do what the Lord says. There'll be less hangovers. There'll be less kinds of guilt and regrets that you'll have along the way. So yes, we delight ourselves in his prohibitions. Whatever he says don't do, we're just willing to say that's a thing I ought to leave alone. Now, in similar fashion, we ought to delight ourselves in his provisions. You know, I look around our world, and I'm telling you, a visit to the Rocky Mountains or the Smokies, a visit to some of the lakes of Canada, a visit to uh, just any number of places around the world. I mean, Switzerland. I mean, just think of all of these beautiful, beautiful places that the Lord has given us to enjoy in this world. That's a part of his provisions for us. I think about his wonderful provision of salvation. All of us born sinners, sinners by practice and uh, sinners by choice. And yet we are facing a great, great and grave difficulty because of that, that we could never have solved ourselves. But the Lord provided salvation for us when he provided the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and in his resurrection and paying for our sin and purchasing our salvation for us. That's all a part of the provision that God has. Now, If you're going to enjoy his world, you're going to have to go see that world. And if you're going to enjoy his salvation, you're going to have to make a choice to receive it. And if you'll do that, you can have it just like any one of us have it. Not only that, but we think about his provisions in eternity where we don't have to go to hell, but we'll be able to go to heaven. Folks, I'm telling you, the provisions of the Lord are things we ought to delight in. When we go to church sometimes, or when we gather around the piano at the house, we sing some of those great songs about heaven. And listen, it's just delightful to do that. I'm talking about getting to the level in your Christian life where you're not just following the Lord's orders by rote. You're not just following his orders and saying, well, I'll do it because he says do it, but you're doing it and delighting yourself in it. Not only that, but we ought to delight ourselves in his power. Whenever you think about the power of the Lord, 
I've seen so many, many times, dear friends, people who had been on drugs for 25 or 30 years. They come to Christ, and the Lord, by his mighty power, cleans them up and gets them free of that addiction. I've seen people literally by the hundreds and hundreds over the years who had been into alcohol deeply, had a serious drinking problem, and they come to Christ and they get free from that alcoholism. I'm just telling you, the power of God, it's an almighty thing. It is a strong, strong thing. And whenever you and I need the power of God, he is able to help us. That's why he saves sinners. Sometimes, you know, we look at some of the awful things that people do, and you say, can God forgive that? Yes, he can. Not only can he, but he does. And not only that, but let me say as well that uh, you and I need to delight in the Lord's priorities. Whatever things that he puts a focus on and he says this is a top priority, you and I ought to do that. That's why when we talk about clean living, that's a priority. We talk about following the Lord and winning other people to Christ, that's a priority. We talk about going to church on Sunday, that's a priority. We talk about making big ado about our families placing a great emphasis on your marriage and raising your children. Those are priorities. You can read all kinds of things in the Bible about that. And the priorities that the Lord lays out, you and I ought to have great delight in it. And one more thing here. This passage says that if we'll delight ourselves in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our heart. What happens whenever you trust, you get saved. Whenever you obey, you're beginning to follow the Lord. You begin to delight in Him. He will change your desires so that your desires are like His desires. And once you get to that point, you really can pretty much write your own ticket and say, well, this is what I'd want because you're wanting things that the Lord wants. I'm telling you, it's a very, very special verse, and it will indeed take us to the next level if we'll just camp on it. Psalm 37, verse 4. Well, it's been a joy today. I'm telling you, I've enjoyed this, and I'm grateful for the privilege that I have to talk to you about it. Would you write me a note? I'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. <music>